Hello everyone, welcome to You Are Loved in Christ. Today's topic, accountability within community. Why integrity, transparency, clarity, and class works when we are walking in accountability and community. And at first, the first thing I want to speak about is the fact of what biblically God says about our accountability within community. Accountability is the willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Accountability within community surges from sound leaders to interfere with unsound actions to avoid corroding public respect. Leaders and their communities participate in a vital part of how nations survive, maturate, and grow. The world is watching the church communities and leaders. There is a truth embedded in the Constitution of America that everyone should be respected and treated equally regardless of creed, origin, color, religion, or choice of faith. It is also the same truth that has been engraved into the hearts of Christians from the Bible commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. That scripture comes from Mark 12, chapter 31st verse. Just as respect is extended from those who sincerely live out the Bible and Constitution, it is our responsibility to delve into making sure our communities treat others on the same level of respect. Supporting community also means seeing a flaw and bringing attention to correct it. There are times where the delivery processes and relationships are haywire. Whoever is of peace, should they not teach peace to the community in which they believe in when that community is showing the opposite? Yes, they should teach peace, love, forgiveness, and mutual respect with sharpness and not an anemic or not as an anemic state of repose. Where do we start in our involvement within community and accountability? There are five steps to this of walking in accountability within community. The first step is we must approach community with grace, but know that it is also necessary to speak and walk in boldness. The Bible states, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of, the, of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That comes from Matthew 10, chapter 16, verse. Grace and boldness are both needed to withstand negative opposition. Some of us, instead of having a balance of speaking up for ourselves or approaching situations or matters or differences of opinions, we go either to way far right or way far left in how we speak to one another or approach different situations instead of saying, well, I don't, if, if, if instead of realizing or saying, if you're not being heard, that that's okay. And that there has to be some medium point 
to where the mediation can take place to where others can, you can hear the, what you disagree with and what someone else disagrees with. I know that lately there's been on my podcast speaking about hearing uh, each other's differences and, uh, and sameness, but this right here is a, approaching community in grace, and that is very important to approach situations using respect, uh, giving respect, using proper speech towards each other, communicative speech towards each other, and uh, valuing what others are saying besides what you're thinking. So, and that can be done, even if you disagree, you can agree to disagree. And that can be done until solutions are found to where both maybe ideals may work together or differences, opinions may work together. And and that can be done. Most people walk away if they have a difference of opinion and they don't want to hear each other but it just could be the case that both of the opinions are right in certain aspects, but it takes time to sit down and to work through hearing one another through proper communication and grace. Grace extends an opportunity for others to not only be you heard, but to also be drawn in to our, your, your personal space or your personal world or your personal thought life. I want to say your personal thought life instead of your personal world, because we're all in the world, but our personal thought life and our personal, um, you know, ways on how we our our culturalized way of how we do things throughout the day. And throughout life and in, 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 in connection with others. And um, so it's, it, it's a lot that goes into, it's a lot that goes into that. And it's, it's a step-by-step integration of how we're supposed to connect with one another in communication and how we migrate or delve or integrate Migrates integrate or pilgrimage out those particular wall out those particular decisions of thought and ideals of how we can better ourselves personally and in any type of work ethic or endeavors that we may have to to bring forth to make work experience, personal life experience, friendship experiences, relationship experiences, community experiences better. So we want to be able to extend grace to one another instead of, you know, saying, I I hear you, but I don't want to hear you. So instead of saying that, it's, I hear you, but I, I, and I disagree with you, but I still want to hear you out completely so that we can bring both or everything to the table to be able to work through those particular, um, you know, matters or situations that are present tense so that in future tense aspects, they do not become out of 
control. So we want to make sure that differences of opinions are used and accountability within community is used to, yes, I see where you should be accountable. I see where I should be accountable. And we are, you're, you're, you're saying this to the individual, to, uh, the, the individuals in, in meetings, like I said, work in work meetings or in a relationship or in friendships or in community itself, uh, or in a, or whatever group that you are part of, meaning church group, uh, youth group, uh, there's different types of groups that are very, um, you know, women's group, men, men's groups, uh, that are very, uh, you know, dynamic and, and helping one another and, and including in discipleship. But where there's a breakdown is, is when they don't want to, uh, <laughs> where there's a breakdown in, there's a breakdown in, they don't want to actually completely hear each other out. It, it, it comes to be to a point where there's like a snag and I, I call it a snag or what I call a irk or a quirk. <laughs> um, so you may be, you may, we may be discussing something and it's just something that may be sensitive or you may not want to hear, or, uh, maybe the wound or the, or the hurt is really deep and you may not want to hear it. And, uh, but we, but we, we have to hear it. And uh, also an account uh, accountability within community. There, 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 there will come a time where we're we're actually hesitant to approach certain individuals about different different situations as well, and we're not for sure of how to go about it, or if it may offend someone, or if they may be sensitive to it, or. It could be a long list of different reasons of why we're hesitant or maybe confidence within self may be what a person needs to approach uh, addressing accountability within community. But for the most part, it's normally they feel as though they don't want to be offensive or say something. Maybe they may feel like the if they approach the individual uh, their uh, objective thought or opinionated thought, because those are two different things. Objective thought or opinionated thought, which opinionated is subjective, uh, will not be heard. And sometimes personal opinions are 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 great, but um, objective thought. But that depends on if it's biblically aligned and is sound. And that's another teaching within itself. And then there's the objective thought, life or opinion. I wouldn't say opinion because objective is, is actually factuals. It's actually based. It's actually, you've watched a person over a long period of time and you, you, uh, and I recognize or you recognize or, or the group or community recognizes that, um, uh, the the individual has a pattern of behavior and it's um not get getting any better better in action or in words or in deed so we at that time should be able to go to the individuals and say 
to the individual and say, hey, I would like to speak to you about certain points uh, that we have recognized because normally when more than one person is recognizing something or saying something, then that normally means that that is true. So and that is why we as um, uh, even in graduate school and even uh, theologians and even scholars uh, and uh, those of us who research and research a lot of the content like myself, uh, we look for a lot of objective information to back what we're saying. We have to make sure that it's proven. We have to make sure that it is concrete, that it's not something that has, you know, okay, it was one way one day and, oh, okay, now it's changed just another way. We need to make sure. And that's where the objective information comes in as supportive. And so when we're seeing a pattern that hasn't changed and the deed it's, it, the deeds haven't changed for the better, then that is where we have to take the initiative to say, can I speak with you? And so I'm the type of person, I know personally myself, if there's an issue, I like to hear from the individual myself. I like to speak to the individual myself. And if I'm not able to, there will there were, there were come a time if I notice a pattern over and over and over, then, and the individual is not willing to change or to speak about their accountability in the matter, the situation, or in community, then I back away. Because, and sometimes it's okay to walk away. Um, and um, it, it depends on the situation. Um, I'm talking about as far as maybe one-on-one, you know, things of that nature, but there are other times where I have a strong initiative to actually in community, in group, in podcast, in radio, in my authorship, I am very strong in voice, written voice and in speaking voice and in authorship voice. I am very strong and I'm very precise and I'm very uh, wise and I do use grace and what I do. And so at that point in time, I'm very confident and my confidence, my confidence is that way as I've spoken before, because my self-confidence is in the confidence of God. I believe everything he says about me, it outweighs what others will ever believe or say about me. I don't care. And so I hate to say that, but when it comes to negative thought, I don't care. I only care about what God believes about me, what he says I am, who he says I will be, and where he says I'm going, and what he says he wants me to do. That's what matters to me. And so if individuals are coming to me about something and it's biblically aligned, I am very open to listen. Most times when individuals approach they don't want to take into consideration that individuals who are approaching them or a per, or the person that is approaching them actually has 
a lot of truth in what they're saying. And so they don't really want to actually accept that. And I have a rule like for my relationships and for myself, friendships and how I, and it's, it's actually a biblically aligned rule, to be honest. And when I'm dealing with accountability within community, I actually, when somebody comes to me about something or I go to someone else about something, I actually say to them, first scenario, I'm coming to someone about something. And I tell them how I feel and what I think should be done. And the first thing I ask them is, is there anything about me that you feel I should change or that I'm doing wrong? I do that both ways, whether I'm approaching them. And if they're approaching me, I'm then asking that person or that group or that community, well, what do you think I can do better? That is a rule of mine. That is what I do with my friendships and my relationships. That is what I do and what I do in group and group and community. The second step is to shed light on key points. The second step in accountability within community is to shed light on key points to others in your community which need to be strengthened. And this way, communities different from your own will begin to realize that you and your community are putting forth an effort towards change for the better of society. That's the whole point of saying to a person, what, what can I do? So you're, you're, so it's like a twofold step in accountability within, in, in community. You're saying what you feel should be changed and trying to use, I suggest to try to use as much objective, concrete uh, information about the situation as possible. So in step two, shedding light on key points to others in your community, which need to be strengthened, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, these are the points that need to be strengthened. This is what I see. What do you see? So you invited it in as a twofold. As I just said a few minutes ago, I'm saying to the person I'm in a relationship with or to my friend, my friends or in community or, um, you know, in, in, in my, in, in, if we meet in a group to discuss certain things at church or outside of church or out for coffee or different things of that nature. Hey, I, I think this, or I feel this way and I've seen this to be a pattern. So I would like for this to be worked on, but what do you see? What can I do as part of this? to make this better or be accountable in this area as well. So you're inviting people in to feel as though when, when that's a twofold concept and precept of walking out pilgrim, pilgrim to pilgrim, pilgrimage out those particular, those two different ways of, accountability within community, then you're saying to the other person, I know 
that you're valued just as much as I'm valued. And so you're, you're placing value in their life uh, to say, you're just as equal as me. You're just as, uh, you're a person to be heard just as I am. And I understand that they, that this is, that this is an issue, but I'm willing to work on this for my accountability. And, uh, the other person is saying yes, or group or community is saying, and yes, we're willing to work on this, uh, for our accountability. And let's see how, um, the objective thoughts or subjective uh, thoughts or wherever those are coming from because some subjective thoughts, that's why I said to be very careful because some subjective thoughts can actually be uh, to the point to where they're myths. Uh, they're, you know, it's just something, not a myth. Uh, it could be so, a little, could be a myth or it could be <clears throat> from the way individuals are actually lived their lives or experiences that they've had that may not have been very good experiences, but that doesn't make it um, objective or concrete. It depends. That's why I said there are different patterns to look for for that. And normally something that's very objective or concrete has been happening over a period of time. There's no wishy-washiness or, or shifting, uh, the, the matters at hand often. It's like a pattern. And so you're able to say, oh, that's, that's not changing. That's a pattern and it's not helping and it should be addressed. And when we're going to address it, we need to make sure, or when it may just be, uh, me with a person in a relationship or like I said in a community or group so it can be I or we or R O O U R R <laughs> so um but when we're going to go approach it we need to make sure that we're saying hey um let's bring these points together so we can be we can strengthen community uh our community and outside outside our community for the uh to uh in an effort towards change for the better of society. So step three for accountability within community, starting a small group to talk about issues and barriers opens the doors for viable conversations for people to hear one another and to invite difference into their mess. Difference can be driven to create positive change. And that's the whole point of what I was saying even on step one and step two. We want to create positive change. And how we do that is to invite our our differences in. It's okay to say to someone, "Um, I don't like what you did. And sometimes it's just okay to say, I don't like you. And to give you a reason of why you don't like them. I I know that some people think that that's the same as unconditional love, but it's not. Unconditional love and compassion is totally different from feeling as though you don't like a person. I've done a journal and a podcast on that. Loving who you don't like. On Friday, I will be doing a podcast called The Persistent Friend. And at that time, I will bring in the podcast Loving Who You Don't Like.
It would be a combination of the two. But the name of the podcast would be called The Persistent Friend. It's like the Jew with the Samaritan. That's the example that I use. Part of the example that I use. The Jews and the Samaritans were enemies. But when the good Samaritan saw the Jew on the side of the road, he gave him a denarii. He gave him money. And he helped him when his own people wouldn't even help him. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. So even though the Samaritan did not like the Jew, he had compassion on the Jew. That is where unconditional love comes in. So even though you don't like a person, you can have unconditional love and compassion on a person. For a person. It's a fact. That is a fact. And it's a biblical fact. (laughs) So we want to invite difference into our mess. Difference actually can be a good thing. It helps, it helps, it helps community, society, groups, and individuals grow. If we, if we always agreed on everything, we would never grow. Our spirits have to grow. We have to have formation in our lives, spiritual formation. Uh, God is constantly molding us and shaping us and making us into better, better individuals and better people and better communities. He does that. He is the orchestrator of families, of communities, of groups, of people. Number four for community accountability within community surf the web research or read a book to learn what others are saying about the topic in which your community desperately needs to change is it viable is everyone saying the same thing as far as as a solution is concerned normally where there are several more agreements on the same topic it usually means that the information is viable causing communities to be capable of surviving and living successfully So that, that is where I was saying you want to make sure that you're researching, uh, that you are reading, a, reading. You, you're, you're, um, you're finding objective, concrete information. That's what I was saying about I do a lot of research. I do. I've said it before. I love books and I love libraries. I can spend forever in them. I've been that way since I was little. If you wanted to find me, you can find me at church or at a library. It was easy. If you didn't see me in the neighborhood, I was either at one of those two places. Research and objective material is very much needed. To pilgrimage out this walk effectively. Accountability within community. To to pilgrimage that out. Or those paths out correctly and concretely. 
We have to. We cannot afford to go off a subjective thought. We want to make sure that it's viable, that it's a pattern of the same concrete information. Because as I said, normally where there are several more agreements on the same topic, it usually means that the information is viable, causing communities to be capable of surviving, thriving. I want to put thriving in there too. There's a difference to survive and then thrive. And living successfully. Step five for accountability within community. Observe often within your community to purposely see weakness and how you can help others to turn the weakness into a strength. So step four was where you're bringing... Oh, how everybody sees the same. Step step five is, okay, so let's observe also within our community to purposely see weakness. Part of step four was to see, is everybody saying the same thing for a viable solution? That's where we get into the objective concrete, the objective concrete information. Step five, when we observed often within our community to purposely see weakness and how we can help others to turn the weakness into a strength. So when we do this, that's where I was saying that we're actually having ourselves say, okay, so I see your weakness, but... I know I have a weakness. What do you what do you see where my weakness is in community or as an individual, as a person? You are looking for building blocks in relationships between communities at this moment. Finding your community's weak links in connection with other communities enables insight to be brought forth on how communities can move forward to heal together. So let me read step five again. Observe often, because I broke it down into sections as I was speaking, and I really want to make this clear. Observe often within your community to purposely see weakness and how you can help others to turn the weakness into a strength. So you see, we see the weakness, but we got to help them turn the weakness into a strength. Not just point the finger, point the finger, point the finger. We're saying, I see this, but I also know that you see something about me and I'm going to help you turn your weakness into a strength. And I need you to help me turn my weakness into a strength. And it goes for the same way. A community and politics and society and in the world. You are looking for building blocks and relationships between communities at this moment. Finding your community's weak links and connection with other communities enables insight 
to be brought forth on how the communities can move forward to heal together. So this, this accountability within community is very necessary. And I've given the five steps of those. And I also wanted to mention that integrity, transparency, clarity, and class works while we're doing this. Integrity depicts honest, strong, and moral principles in your actions. Or in our actions. Transparency is a community, society, or yourself being, see, I want to say see-throughable or as like glass. You're not a surprise to individuals. They have a clear pattern on how you behave, how you react, and how you extend yourself yourself to others. You're not one way behind closed doors and then one way in front of their face. You're the same way behind closed doors and you're the same way in their face. Clarity brings coherent intelligibility. Which means that what you're saying to others, let me break that down better. Which means that what you are saying to others is very clear, is very precise. Is helpful in all five of the steps that I talked about in accountability within community. So that way, if you are mentoring, you are discipling, you are coaching, you have those five steps in place, and you also have integrity with honest, strong moral principles, transparency, they can see who you really are. You are the same behind closed doors and in front of their face, out in community. And you are giving them relatable, intelligible information that is concrete and objective, understandable in thought, traceable in thought, And applicable to the point to where individuals, communities, and society, or your friend, or your or or groups in society begin to walk this out, pilgrimage this out. They can do it with viability to survive and thrive. And in the midst of that, communities will then begin to walk in an individual's class.
I want to say classy because really class is an order of a group. And I want to say classy, meaning you have style, you have sophistication. People can trace your characteristics. Really, the characteristics should be lined up with who God is. His character. His, his thought life. Towards people. Communities. Yourself. Even yourself. He loves us. And I know that he loves me. So, um, he has great plans for me. He has great plans for you. He has great plans for society. And he has great plans for the world. And it's just a matter of everyone coming together to, to, you know, realize this. And if all of these five steps are followed within accountability, within community, and also gave uh, very important scriptures in the midst of this teaching. From Mark 12, chapter 31st verse, and Matthew 10, chapter 16th verse. If communities will, and individuals and people in relationships, including myself with relationship or with friendships, or would, would practice this often, put this into walking this out, pilgrimaging this out often. Communities will become stronger, viable, and be able to thrive, survive and thrive even more and grow. And that is what God is looking for. Growth, spiritual growth. That is the only way that sameness, unity, can be complete in nature, to be honest. Communities can thrive and survive, and they can viably do it if they're walking in sound accountability within community. If they're walking in accountability within community, they can do it. And if they're doing, if they, if they're, if if they're walking in those five steps with integrity, transparency, clarity, and 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 to move towards a style of sophistication, of respect towards one another. This is achievable. You are loved in Christ.